Let's get started. I'm Joe. I'm Brian, and we are Where's the Rulebook Podcast. We're going to bring you a weekly board game podcast for your lunch break, daily commute, or any other time of the day. For season two, we are changing the format. Instead of focusing on one game and going over the rules to play it, we will have a theme or specific game. We'll discuss our opinions, any cool features, some rulings, and any other thoughts that may come up. And because of popular demand throughout last season, we're going to start ranking the games that we talk about. But we have created a custom scale. We didn't want to do a 1 to 10 or anything. So we have our highest being leave it on the table to the lowest being a hard pass. But we'll go over all five options uh, every week we talk about them. All right. Well, welcome back. And uh, we had another week of illness that hit the uh, the podcast group. So we uh, had to skip last week, but we're back. Uh, thanks for all the answers for your friends' favorite games. Obviously, we can't answer that because that was our whole podcast. <laughs> so if you want our answer, listen to last week, I guess two weeks ago's episode. Yeah, this time it hit your household. Yeah, yep, hit ours finally. Feeling better now, and now we're playing games again, so that's good. Today we have a uh, slightly older game compared to what we've done in the most recent past of you know brand new kickstarter games or hard to find games and stuff like that that we've been doing with flamecraft and skate summer and all those but a little easier to find but probably one that most people don't have yet just because of complexity and maybe the price point potentially but a very popular game and of spirit island yeah very highly ranked yeah, really high. It has been since it came out. Yeah, I am always surprised on how consistent it is. this game has been ranked so high. Because I feel like even like games that we see, like they, they kind of come and go off the off the top, especially off the top 10 of Board Game Geek and stuff. But this one's been here pretty much forever, I feel like. It's true. Funny anecdote. I bought this game the minute it came out. Retail. Yeah. Because it's a... Uh... It was a crowdfunded. Yeah, the first one was kickstarted. And it seems like half or so, which is my quick research, where also like half the expansions were kickstarted, but not all of them. So I'm not really sure what. They have so many mini expansions. Yeah, maybe the big ones are kickstarted and the mini ones maybe aren't. I didn't do any research into that, but there's uh, there's several small expansions. There's only one major one at this time. They have another one currently on Kickstarter. Yep. Is it still open? I thought it was closed already. Uh, it's, open. it's been a minute since I checked. Yeah. I wasn't really interested in it. Mostly because uh, we, I mean, we play this game often. Yeah. Well, we just started playing it really. I mean, over the last probably you four months. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually played it quite a few times. Over the last four months. Over the last four yeah. months. Which is funny because I've had this game and it's one of our, you know, it's, it's the problem of yeah. You know, board gamer is I bought this game new and it's not cheap. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is one of our most expensive ones that we've talked about thus far. Thus far, yeah. It's $90 retail. I don't think I got it for 90 It must have been a sale. Yeah. It's hard to say because I got it literally the year it came out. Yeah, so 2017 it came out. So so I don't think I got a sale. It's hard to, it's hard to remember. Yeah. I really don't want to remember. <laughs> That's fair. But we... Funny enough, just like Dice Throne, didn't play it till this year. <laughs> yeah, I played Dice Throne once before. It just 
wasn't one that I wanted to get back out again. I opened this one one. This one I. That's rare for you. You usually keep rare. yours wrapped up until you play it. I always open mine. I open it, I punch everything, I look at it, and then it sits on my shelf for a few years and then we play it. <laughs> no, I uh I opened this one up and I looked at it and I did read it and it's got a it's got a heavier rule book. Yeah. Uh gameplay wise, the game's actually very simple. It just it has the fault of some board games I feel where there's just a lot of pieces. Yeah, this game really helps as long as one person really knows what Yeah. The in-between turn like the turn why I feel like the turns for each player are pretty simple for the most part. I mean it's hard like the strategy is probably difficult. Yeah. But like what to do on your turn is fairly easy. But the in-between your turn and is it the villagers turn or whoever colonizing the, yeah the colonizer. colonizing term and then back to your turns and then the fears and like all of that is fairly confusing and we were just talking about it like the rule book doesn't like it tells you what to do but it's not great it it's it's hard to follow it's hard to follow and i had to read several forums yeah and we watched videos before we even played and we still did it wrong the first time yep and it was so bad that the first game you had a terrible time i don't love games like this period like not even this game like i just don't love like heavy co-op sure games and i can get that i just i, I don't, i've never super loved them like i know like obviously one of the most famous like pandemic and stuff i own it but like it's never been one of my favorites. This this has a big pandemic in this, and a lot of club games do share a flaw. Yeah. Which I guess we can talk about later. <laughs> Suspenseful. Let's dive right into Spirit Island. Yes. Well, the rulebook doesn't do a great job, like we said, but they have a one of the best like player guide like board. It's not a player guide because it's like literally one of the boards for the game. But, like one of the best ones I've ever seen. It's it's amazing everything about so quality wise you get you get your money's worth it's flawless i like everything about it i like that there's except for one there's one thing that that grinds my gears the, I, I picked up a baggie of all the little tiny wooden i mean i wood, like i like that the wood but they're just colored yeah and then they decided to make the cardboard piece for like the what I'm thinking of doing piece, the eyeball. Yeah. Or it's not an eye. It's supposed to be like a spiritual pond, I guess. Why isn't that wood? <laughs> I like that it's bigger. If it was the same size, it'd be kind of annoying. Could have been a peg. I mean, I don't yeah. know. There's they 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 have uh, game inserts so you can organize the box. They tell you how to put it in there. Yeah, not game trays either. Like these are just like generic from them like yeah. it's not like i see game trays in a lot of games but like this one doesn't have a game trays this just has their plastic that they built for their box yeah all the spirits everything is good quality everything's yeah. double-sided it has lore it has like how you set up even how like the play style yep and like hey this is a however one every time i've played this i have set up my player board and then remembering that i had to flip it over to read about <laughs> the setup which is on the back and i have to take off all of my little wooden pegs that we just talked about and flip it over to say okay where do i put my spirits <laughs> to start my game because i always forget it's on the back side that's a you problem <laughs> the last time our other friend did it too <laughs> that's a you guys problem <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, I, I really like it. And actually, I didn't realize that the play style was also on this card. I was actually going to say in here, I was like waiting for the rule book before you got over here. And I was like, I wish there was a spot that I could like see all of the spirits and their like play styles and like roughly what they should be doing. I knew they had the complexity on this and like the summary of like their powers. But I, didn't, I guess I didn't realize that they kind of had the play style. Been helpful to have like a, a player guide for all of that i feel like in the rule book like a glossary almost so you don't have to flip through each of these cardboards to like read the little paragraph but yeah components are really nice i mean it's all lore you don't really need it no that's what's nice about it it's just kind of extra the play style is nice to know like when you when you aren't the person that knows like your the game like okay like this person tends to be you know controlly and offense and yeah like a lot of you know kind of ties it with other folks like you know if you talk about like rogue or tank or things that people are aware of like it's nice to see that before you pick your player other than that too i because the art is what i keep trying i want to focus on that for a second the art is so different on everything so you look at the box it's kind of uh like cartoony almost cartoony. like it's like fun colorful like even like yeah in the rule book the front page of the rule book is the same as the, as the top of the box like super colorful like you're telling me that this little fun skull guy is not the bringer of dreams and nightmares <laughs> <laughs> and then inside the art is totally different it's like magic the gathering like it yeah it does feel a lot, a lot like dark yeah dark art like i mean it's great looking like all the cards are really cool but it does not match the box at all <laughs> like they got the box almost feels like oh what's that n the newer rock movie with uh he's a spirit of like in hawaii or whatever disney movie moana yeah like oh, the, the box yeah, yeah, looks yeah. like moana and the inside looks like oh, magic the gathering <laughs> I guess technically Moana looks like this box because oh, this yeah. came out first, but did it? 2007, yeah. Moana hasn't been out since 2017. Fact check that now. I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna guess 2018 and 2019. Uh, 2016. Really? Yeah. We're old. <laughs> COVID has done one thing other than everything everyone knows about with COVID. Time has like flipped. Yeah, there's no... I'm like, oh, that was last year. Oh, that was four years ago. My bad. <laughs> like, it's so hard with time, I feel like. Well, it's because, like, two years of our life were just erased. Yeah. Nothing. Yep. So weird. But, yeah, and it's so hard to, like, think back over that time frame and remember how long it was. Yeah. And then, like, think back to what we did beforehand. Because, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, last year I did that. That's, that's... It was like our friend. Our friend got married right before the pandemic. Yep. And I was like, oh, is it like your one year anniversary? Like, We've been married for three years. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have the struggle with, so we work together. Obviously, we've talked about that before. And I was there for 10 years. And now I've been gone for a year, just over a year. And I, I still tell people, oh, yeah, I worked there. I worked there 10 years ago. Like, I started 10 years ago. I'm like, oh, wait, I started 11 years ago now. I worked there for 10 <laughs> Like, I forget to add that time of me not being there to my timeline. But yeah, the art, awesome art, but so different on the inside and the outside. <laughs> I I give them so I give them so much credit. They must have hired artists. Oh, yeah. Because this is, these cards are amazing. The game's amazing. Like, the, the, the sheet, the player sheet, 
which I'll talk about the cheat sheet. We kind of already alluded yeah. to that. But all the spirit guides. Everything yeah, there's so well done. 15 artists listed wow. for this game on Board Game Geek, which is a lot. There's one designer and 15 artists. Wow. Designer. That's why the things are like the way the little wooden pegs are the way they are. They just gave up by that point. Yeah. Like, I can't do it anymore. There's, it's just so weird. Not, not only that, they're just wooden. Printed. Yeah, these are all like the, the little cities and. Forget what the big ones are called. There's towns, towns, cities, cities and the colonizers. Like, have little like texture and like windows like printed on them, and like this one looks like it has like some like vines or something growing on it. Like, I'm not painting these. No, but like <laughs> super detail, and then it's like solid color wood. <laughs> it has chimneys. Yeah. Even the even the town which is a smaller version these also act of what these also act based on like their health points that that's one thing that's really cool so like the big ones have three health they have three buildings and they in the rule book it talks about how to like flip them on the sides depending on how much damage, damage. so you can keep track of three two or one like that's so neat I, I don't think i've ever seen that smart before. planning yeah i wonder like did they plan that? Or like, did someone like, oh yeah, you just flip it on the side and you just have one damage designer, left. She probably. Like, that's so, so, and how, why has no one stolen that yet? I don't know. Like, it's such a good idea. I'm sure there's something out there that utilizes similar, but how do you, how do you add that to your game? Yeah. It's just so good. You get a lot of these miniatures too. Yeah. Like, oh man, I could give you an exact number, but it feels like there's 50 of each almost. I would, yeah. I would roughly that. Talking about like the main board. Because obviously, obviously, we haven't even talked about it yet. The the game itself. Well, first off, I don't think we mentioned this. The whole point of the game is you are essentially gods. Yep. Deities, whatever you want to call it, spirits uh, that these islanders worship. They're called the Dahan. Yep. In the game, they're represented by these little mushroom pegs. And you oversee this island. You keep everyone safe. Yep. However, these, I'm, assu I'm assuming it's European colonizers <laughs> are coming in. They're dressed just like it. Yeah. And they're destroying the land, killing off the people. They're basically making towns, villagers. They're, they're colonizing. Your job as this deity is we're all different ones yep. to use the elements, use your powers to kill. Yeah. <laughs> push away or strike fear into them, causing them to flee. Yep. It's an interesting it's an interesting concept because usually it's the other way around. Yeah. I would, usually yeah. you're the For people sure coming in. For sure it's the other way around, yeah. You always are the people coming in and trying to win the board over kind of thing. So it's, it's interesting being like, no, we were here first. <laughs> <laughs> and we have these powerful gods and spirits on our side that you have know nothing about and are terrifying <laughs> but this this game is very one-sided towards the colonizers yeah everything they everything in this game is they attack first they do their turns first they they move first they build they ravage everything they do is first yeah which makes sense right because you're you're responding to it exactly you're here they're coming in they most likely, if you are invading, you would assume that they have numbers and 
resources that the other one doesn't have. Like if you think back, like you know, folks had guns and yellow, and like yeah. the Americans had bow and arrows, and like they just came in, and they were stronger and bigger, and that's how like they could you know sweep through areas. It is like pandemic, huh? Because pandemic does the same thing. Yeah. Pandemic, the virus spreads first. Yep. And then you respond. The one thing I didn't realize, so I knew that this whole like concept of fear. And I think the heart, the first first time we played it, and even like the second time we played it, like I didn't quite grasp that I was like trying. I was like the first time I played, I was trying to avoid fear. Like, cause I was like in my mind, I was like, fear is bad. Like we don't want fear. And I was like, oh wait, we are the fear. <laughs> like we are the gods of that We're fear. We're trying to generate it. We're trying to generate it. So like I'm the first two, at least the first two times I played, like I like actively stayed away from fear cards. Cause I was like, I don't want fear. Like you have to flip this fear deck. That sounds like it's probably terrible, but it's not. It's actually like yeah, so flipping the fear is good. <laughs> in, in this game, there is basically the way to win is you have this terror deck yep. and this deck is a pile and it starts with terror level uh, one two three one means you only win you only win if you have eliminated or or, or drove off whatever the, all colonizers towns and cities yep when it levels up to two it's all uh towns City. and cities yeah when it's a three it's all cities yep so the only way you can level that up is by generating fear, which removes cards from the fear deck, which then reveals a new terror level eventually. Yeah, there's like what? There's does it change per scenario probably? But there's like there's a handful of, of fear cards in between each fear level. Like it's uh, like nine of them or something. I feel so. Like. There's there's a deck. There's a deck. You don't use all of them. Yeah. And it's shuffled, and depending on the scenario or the base game that we've been playing, it just determines how many cards go in between. Each. Go between, yeah. And when they flip, they have something that happens once it's their turn, which we'll talk about once it's their time to activate. Yep. Something happens. Like, it might say, like, you know, destroy all cities on the water or whatever. And, like, it might tell you to do something like that. And it changes, too, based yep. on what terror level you're at. Yeah. They get better. Yeah, they get better. It's always good. Yeah, it's always in your favor. It's always in your favor, uh, which... You really start to like, okay, we need fear. Yeah. And it doesn't, and the fear is a set amount. So depending on how many players you have, there is a pool and the pool is four per player. Yep. And only when all those fear pool is empty, does it then refresh and then you get a card. Yep. And the card again and activates later. Remind me, does carryover stop when you run out? Like, so let's say I, have, I generate three fear on my turn. Or something mm -hmm. and there's only one left in the pool does the one go card flip and two more fear happen after or does it i'm pretty sure and the way i've always played it is you get the one get the card and then you get the two more yeah i thought so and it, yeah you turn like you you don't play all of your things at one like pool either yeah. so it kind of like you play one it generates a fear and then the next one might generate maybe it's it's written somewhere maybe it's a house rule but either way i think that makes sense yeah that's the way i like it, play you it. generate the fear per the card or whatever exactly. yeah or if you destroy a city or a settlement you get fear and that all kind of happens instantly uh now as far as losing the game it's a lot easier uh so the colonizers and how this game works is it's in a set of phases 
and there's a deck for the colonizers and it flips every turn and it does either a they're exploring they're building they're ravaging basically destroying the land and in this game they represent a land that's been destroyed by a little token called blight just looks like a little black bubbly token yeah when a land is blighted it can't be blighted again and it, it's it's there unless you get a card which is rare to remove it yeah it does exist but they're usually expensive and the cost is high which means the exact same thing yeah <laughs> i was gonna say that and i was like yeah i'll let him figure that out cost is high or it's expensive yeah there's a blighted pool on the game board this cheat sheet that we've been talking about that has all this explained on it it's yep. amazing yeah it even tells you like number per player on there on that board you don't have to look up in the rule book to see how much fear yep. it's literally on that board so anytime a land would take damage which we can talk about in a bit it gets a blight if a card says it gets a blight it gets a blight or if a land is already blighted it cascades onto another because no land can have two if this pool is empty so like it's five per player if it's just me and you playing that's 10 if that's if we run out of 10 game's over yep the the explorer deck if it runs out before we kill them all off game over it it's a big management game yep. of how do we get ahead while also responding to what they're doing and not getting too far behind but it was a weird choice of words for cascade because i feel like the first time i played this i remember doing it like you do pandemic like something cascades it goes to every area around yeah, it and then the first time it would like cascade again like pandemic does do that it does and this game does not do that <laughs> no, it just goes to one other yeah one. one other one that we choose yep and so if, if you have to choose one that has a blight you would have to blight one more time on another one or whatever but yeah, you get to choose it. It doesn't go to every read. Because the first time we played it, we're like, oh, we lost in like two turns. It was fast. Because it blighted. It got blighted again, which meant five more got put on the board. And like, oh, that's now we have seven on the board. <laughs> no, luckily it's not that cruel. Yeah. Yeah. After figuring out the blight, I feel like the blight didn't play a huge role the next few times that we played it. Like it's still, they were happening and like we had to manage it. But it was never like, oh, there's so much blight, we're gonna lose next turn if there if we don't do something. Like we just kind of kept it in check. I felt like. I mean, it's a it, at the end of the day, it's a game. It's if we played smart like we did, we're not gonna lose. Hopefully. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't be fun if we just constantly lost. Exactly. And we're still playing. We've not done the scenarios. Correct. We've not done the advanced mode which there are i think six levels six levels yeah we are still playing the base game yep. so how a game plays out because we've kind of we've kind of went over what all the, the components are is on your spirit board it is broken up into three three different blocks you have your growth phase which is a number of options you have at the top it could be uh gaining new power it could be adding your essence or like your presence, which is those wooden pieces on the board. Yep. Uh, or you could be gaining energy, which is the currency in this game for all this stuff. Yeah. You have the presence, which is, again, where you exist. As you put more presence off of your 
board, which is what you you said you have to put your wooden tokens on there. Yeah. That it blocks off pieces. Yeah, it blocks everything. The very first is, is it the first one on all the boards? The first spot. There might be some that have more than one spot, but some of them have more than one. It, the ones that have solid circles around them, you don't cover those when you start, and you cover all the dotted circles. And then as you play them, you choose like, do I want more energy per turn or do I want more cards per turn? But that cards you can play per turn, not like you get to draw or anything. And you can choose like where to play your little wooden token from. Like, that's okay, I want to move up my cards per turn so I can play more. You can choose that one. Yep. And you can look underneath it too. You don't have to like randomly pick. Like, no, it, it tells you that you can like look and see what's next and then decide. So, like the one I have in front of me, like I don't get a second energy on my first one I remove, I have to go to the third one. Yep. And some of them, you know, go up every time. Uh, it adds variation to the game. Yeah, the spirits are super cool. A lot of change per, like, the, not, not all the unique. Yeah. Which is amazing. Not similar. Like, some of them have, like, that they are offensive based, mm -hmm. but even the two that are, like, offensive based out of the, what do you say, there were six that come in the box? There's eight in the eight box. In the box. Yeah. The two that start with offensive, like, even they are, like, way different. They just both are offensive. It seems that there are two offensive, two defensive, two control, and two fear. And finally, you have innate powers. So in this game, we told you you had powers, which are cards. Yeah. When you play the cards, they all have abilities. Some are fast, which means they take place right away. Some are slow, which means they go at the end of the turn. And you always do what the card says. You pay for the cost, and there is a cost. But they also have elements on the card, which this is cool. Because when you play those cards, you get those elements. Yep. And those elements are just kind of like in an imaginary space, just kind of like they're kind of like mana. Think of it like mana, like yeah. Magic the Gathering. Like you tap. They don't. Them. Re they don't refresh every turn, but you get them for the whole turn. Yeah, you get them for the turn, but and you can use them on your innate powers, which are on your card. These usually don't cost anything as and, far as energy yeah well and a bunch of the cards not maybe not a bunch but a handful of the cards also have like if you have two of the moon power like something additional happens yeah so it's not just the innate powers like the cards do also so and that's essentially the spirit uh, of your spirit sheet and every spirit usually has a special ability as well yeah some don't there are some intro spirits that are simplified but everyone has like a special ability, condition, or whatever. Just follow it. But how the game takes place is it just goes top down uh, on your spirit board. The spirits grow. They grow. They do their. You pick an action. You do it. Uh, you pick your. You get your gain energy. You play your cards. Yep. That's it. And for the growth, you you get to do all of them that are in the little like box of. I think they all probably have like two. Some have three. Or more. Um, yeah, like this has four. Oh, wow. Um, so you get to you get to do all of those items in the box. They all have at least two. I think most have three, and then there's some that I see one that has four, which is the hardest one that comes in the base game. And you get to do all of it. So like this one, I would reclaim my cards. Which means you get all the cards back to your hand. All of them. The first time I played this one. I, all of them. I only picked one every time I did that. <laughs> I only needed one, so I was like, whatever. I just, I just want to keep playing this one card. And then I gain a power. I gain two power cards in this in this situation. So you do all three of those items if that's the box that you choose. Speaking of the power cards, I love how it does that mechanic. But I need to make a statement here. And this is the most important statement I'll ever make. Wow. 
and any board game. This game has a tutorial and it says use these heroes and use these powers. Don't do it. Well, the heroes are fine. The spirits are fine. I should have shown spirits. Don't use the powers. The power deck that they build for you in that tutorial is so bad. Hot garbage. Not fun. Not good. I guess it's just, they're very simple, which I guess is why the tutorial, but like. Don't do it. I, I strongly would say if it's your first time playing, use the spirits, they, they say. Play one of those basic spirits so you can learn it. But play with a normal power deck. But play with a normal power deck. The fact that they give you that weird power deck to choose from, it's like, and it like tells you which cards to draw, which I get it. Like, it's trying to get you used to. It like, it tells you to draw a card, and then it like literally in the rule in the tutorial it says, okay, you drew this card. That means now you can play it for this. And you're like, oh, it's like it's don't it's sample turn almost. It, they're not the best. Yeah, and a lot of games. I'm not saying do they're it. bad cards. I'm just saying that. Every game is unique. Yeah. Every game is specific. And what happens in the game, you know, is random technically by the explorers. So yeah. those cards. Yeah, those cards aren't set in the tutorial mode. Like exactly. Those are shuffled. And like even Wingspan did like has that. Like they have cards that like they tell you to like put in your first time playing deck and like you draw like you get that bird and then you flip those birds over and stuff. But like and I never did that. But that in that game you're not playing against something yeah and even in that other. game i didn't i chose not to do it because i was like I, I can read what the birds do like i don't need it makes the game so much harder which yeah. is not first it's... tutorial like you feel like a tutorial you should win you shouldn't lose in the tutorial it should be ridiculously <laughs> easy and you like you get some basic concepts and then you move on and then you play the next game and you get destroyed yeah like, that's how <laughs> tutorials work and like the funniest meme I've seen so far for The Last of Us on HBO, I don't think you're watching it. Not yet. But the funniest meme I've seen so far is like, well, the HBO really has strayed far from the video game. When I played this, I died at least 20 times as Joel at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's still like in the tutorial. Because <laughs> like, you literally die all the time in the tutorial. And in that, in that movie, in the show, in the sh spoiler, the Joel hasn't died. <laughs> Surprise. They should do that, by the way. They should have some sequences where, like, he does die. <laughs> he, like, wakes up. And wakes up. Because then it'd be like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but amazing show. But, yes, he does not die a hundred times before the first scene when you're trying to learn how to, like, duck. <laughs> oh, that'd be too funny. <laughs> how to duck. <laughs> well, that's why I guess there was that Five Nights at Freddy. You ever played Five Nights at Freddy? Yeah. Have you seen it? Yep. There was that movie with Nick Cage. Yeah. And I have not seen it, but I've seen the clip where they he doesn't see a thing in the whole movie because it's like the game. Yep. And there's a scene where he's like fighting off of one of the robots and his watch goes off. And in the game, every time it was like an hour, you mm -hmm. got a break. Yep. His watch goes off and he stops fighting. He'll take a break. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's funny. That's for, yeah. the, that's for the people who like know. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like they should kill Joel a couple times. Yeah, they've done a lot of stuff so far. That like video, so like I'm watching it. My wife was watching it. She's never played the video game. I don't think she even saw me playing the video game, so she knew nothing about it. But she's still enjoying the show. And then, but they've done stuff in the show that like video gamers that who played it were like, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> like they've done really cool things like that that like tie the game into the show, but not of uh, Joel dying a bunch because we all did that. It's too bad. Back to Spirit Island though. Yeah. So you get all the things in the growth phase. Which one you choose? 
and I guess you have to choose one. I don't know why you wouldn't. You choose one of them and you do it. And then the presence phase, which you were just about to start, whatever is revealed is That's what, you what you get. So number of energy you get for that turn. And how many cards? How, how many cards you can play? Not how many. You don't draw cards unless no, no cards tell you to. But yeah, that's how many you can play on your turn. And then they're also, I think they all have like kind of static ones also. The one I have in front of me, like if I get to, you know, the second energy token, I always have an air element to use. Like it's just a constant element. Instead of gaining an energy per turn, I just have an air to use kind of thing. And what I like about it too, going back to the powers real quick, is when you get a power, there's a there's a major and minor power deck. You get to pick. Oh yeah, the decks, yeah. And you can only get a major if you discard a minor. Yes. You have to discard it first. I don't know. I would I don't think it matters, considering you can't you have to get a power. Yeah. So if you I was pick, wondering if you have to I guess I, mean, I never looked it up. I always discard afterwards, because like based on the major power I get, it might be a better version of eh, one of mine. I wonder if you're supposed to discard first seems kind of unfair yeah i don't know but yeah we yeah you look at the two you get two you get four the major you get four i thought yeah. you only got two in the major uh I'll you get four check. minor you get four minor and you pick one of them and if you do multiple you get four new one you don't get to pick multiple of that first four like if you if it's the minor and you said you get to, let's say you're gaining two of them you look at the first four you pick one you discard the rest you look at the next four you pick one and discard the rest you don't pick two out of that first four. But yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you do four per bow. You, you choose before you do one, and you either pick four minor or four major. Yep. And then you pick the one that you want, and then you discard... The rest. The rest. Yeah, you discard the rest, but you have to discard one from your, from your either your hand in play or one that you have played prior to that turn. You and that's just, gone forever. Yeah, that one's Forgot. gone forever. So the new card, yeah. So the new cards always go in your hand. Yep. When you get the new one, you discard from anywhere. That card's gone forever. Yep. The new one goes into your hand, but you can discard. And I, I think I just learned this part. I think you learned a different part of it. <laughs> you can discard any card, a minor or a major. Yeah. I knew that. You didn't think you knew that, but I don't think I've ever discarded a major for another major, because like the majors are better. So like this costs a lot. Yeah, they do cost a lot. But you also could discard one that's in play, yep. which I didn't know, which I think you maybe knew that part. I don't remember. <laughs> never needed to? Because yeah. definitely if it's in play, it's because I want to use it. That's true. <laughs> I don't think I've ever wanted to discard one I'm actively playing, but you can discard from anywhere. Yep. And there is no deck really in this game. You have your hand, which is as Unlimited. many cards as you have somehow gotten. Yep. And then you have your discard, the cards that you played, which is how you reclaim them. Yep. So everyone you, has a reclaim. Yeah. And so you, and some of them have like the one that I have in front of me for cards played, instead of going to like another three, I get a, rec I get reclaim one, That's which awesome. is really cool. So you just get a free one. Every turn I get one card back from my discard if I get that high. That is essentially the spirit phase. Yeah. And well, it's really cool too. I think we, you touched on the innate powers and like how they, they trigger if you have the energy from the cards that you play. I think it's cool that the innate power has the same little box that the cards have yep. for the speed. Like it didn't like they could have easily changed that 
to say like this innate power is slow the range is one no they kept it but they kept it the exact, exact same as the card which is really easy to look for and like look at and then they're the same a little key would be helpful in that part because i i think every time i play i ask like okay target car or target land is any or target land is you know it has all these different symbols i always have to ask you like what <laughs> the symbols mean yeah because some of them are very straightforward. I'm but, not, not going to go through all of it. Yeah. Because there are a myriad of... Like some like literally say like you get to choose a forest or a wetland yeah. or something, which is easy to figure out. But or like coastal. Yeah. Or one with three little people standing in it. Like I don't know what that means. <laughs> I think that's any player. Yeah. This one means nothing that a land that's not blighted, stuff like that. But that's easy to reference in the rule book. Yeah. I just wish there was like a cheat sheet, a cheat sheet somewhere. Like even if it was on the bottom or something. I, obviously, it can't be in the back because then you would have to undo your board every there time. There is a player cheat card. Oh, is there? I don't know if it's on there. Have you never given it to me? Eh, whatever. I'm just a jerk and I'll hold <laughs> it forever. Uh, it's not on there. <laughs> oh yeah, you give me these. These aren't that helpful. <laughs> it just kind of tells you like this is a city. Yeah. <laughs> It tells you like the spirit phase, which I feel like would be helpful, but, but it's, it's literally on the, on the board that everyone's looking at. So I don't know why I would look at my card. It also just goes top down on your on your board. So yeah. I don't know. Kind of seems redundant. Yeah. Yeah. The player card isn't super helpful. It helps you with some keywords. Like yeah. Or pull. Like ravage. And then it's like a bold. And then it has a little definition of what ravage really means. I, I feel like it's not very useful after the first game. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen this card before. This is where the powers come into play. Like we said before, everything has either a bird or a turtle. But yeah. I like that that's how they differentiate it. I had no idea. I'm like, what bird are you talking? Oh, the speed. <laughs> it's speed. If it has a bird, it's fast. Yep. And the fast powers go immediately. As soon as you play it, you do it. The turtle ones go at the end. Yeah. So everyone does their birds. Well, I think it's like on the banner, it's really sweet that it has the turtle and the bird symbol. Like yep. the banner on that player board that we're talking about, it lists everything that you do. And then it lists, it literally shows the bird picture. <laughs> oh, I do my bird powers. Got yep. it. And then you do the, you know, the invaders and it goes down in the list of everything you do. And then you do your turtles. <laughs> like, it's so cool. That doesn't say like slow and fast there. Like it just, I like that they kept, you know, the symbols throughout the game on spots that it would have been very easy to change and just say, now fire your, you yeah. know, your fast powers. It could have easily just not had this and just say, okay. Yeah, fast powers. Yeah. Initiate and then. It's clean. I yeah. love it. Uh, the next phase, though, is where the bad guys get to go. And this it one matters. is the harder, the hardest phase to figure out, <laughs> which is why I said earlier, like, it's nice when one person, at least one person really knows right. this phase. Everyone else, like, can play along here and like you can tell me like oh put a you know a it's a person on each of these type of land and i can do that for you but like not have to think about this like uh in marvel champions where i'll play the villain yeah or i'll i'll run the villain because i'm like this is what happens yep don't worry about it yeah I'll so it is nice happens. if one person understands this but the most but uh we go down the list we have the blighted island which is the there's scenarios and there are the levels of difficulty that affect these different phases yeah so we may not use them all 
and they list them all. Like the next one is fear. Yep. Well, if you don't have these, you just skip it. Yeah, exactly. And the fear represents the fear cards you flip from generating fear. Yep. And then you do it. And then we have ravage. It always works backwards, which is unfortunate. And any island that has a colonizer, a town, or a city attacks the land. Yep. Two damage, land's blighted. Yes. How you damage is, well, the colonizer does one, town does two, city does three. Yep. If there is a Dahan there, they absorb two, and they die. If you're there, and, you take da- and the land takes damage, you, you actually lose your presence there forever. Yeah, your little wooden token thing that you put out there. You don't die. No, but you lose a presence. I don't... There's not a way that you get eliminated in this game. Like, losing the game, you get eliminated, but... Yeah, I'm assuming if all your presence is gone. But then you can just add more? Mm, well, if you ran out of this presence, you just wouldn't be able to do anything on the board. I like the game would be over a lot faster. Yeah, I don't think there's player elimination in this game, which makes sense. It's a co-op, and most co-op games don't player eliminate. Then there is the... The build phase, yep. where now the colonizers, based on the card that was flipped the turn prior, will and there's little build. spots on this board that literally say Ravage, where you place that card so you know, and there's a card yep. spot for build. You know it's coming. Yeah, and then they'll build. So if it's like, oh, now they build on the mountains, you go around. Yep. How the build works and how it always works up. If there is a colonizer. It builds a town. Yep. If there's a town, it builds a city. Additional city. Like, it's not like Monopoly where you upgrade it. Yeah. It, the city stays, and then a town shows up also. Yep. And it always it always builds up what's missing. Yes. So if you have a city, it'll build a town. Yep. And then, finally, it explores. This is where a new card is flipped, and it, you look all over the board, and anything that's touching a coast... Because they're they're coming in on boats, yeah. Or anything that has a town or city gets a new colonizer. Yep, exactly. So just because there might be a colonizer somewhere with, and might maybe he doesn't have a city attached to him because we pushed him or whatever, they'll still get another. No, they don't colonize off each other. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't colonize off each other. Yeah, they don't reproduce. But they also colonize or explore the, any they, of the adjacent lands. Yeah, the European settler uh, attackers here are not reproducing with each other to no. uh, generate more soldiers. <laughs> they have to have a city there to reproduce. Yeah, or be adjacent to it. Yeah, or adjacent to it. So yeah, if they're one spot from it, um, they a settler would show up. But So m- more often than not, from when we play, they're always exploring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's only been a couple cases where we got lucky and we kind of eliminated the I area. think with like the fear card, like potentially before like wiping certain things out they haven't explored a whole lot but i think they they always explore. they always explore buildings usually they're gonna build generally and ravaging is the hard part of this game yeah and that's where it's your min your min maxing you're trying to okay i'm gonna i'm gonna d- use my powers to defend this so it doesn't take damage the dahan can fight back for me because you really don't fight in this game some of the which uh, makes sense like we are spiritual gods like yeah yeah, we might like throw lightning bolts or like have fire and stuff but But we don't actually we're not punching these we use the elements to do it for us but after all the invaders go 
it's now the slow powers. Yep. <laughs> and that, Which are that the game's over. most of your powers are slow. I feel like most of your powers are I, slow. I feel a lot of them are slow. And there, there are certain people and certain cards that can change certain powers too fast. Like, I, I know, like, if I have four, you know, of the little purpley pepper looking, I guess that's air. I don't know why it's there. It's weird. Could simple. Be air, could be um, this becomes a fast power. Like it, it triggers if I have enough element that it goes earlier. But if I don't have those elements, and then finally the the turn passes, time passes, yeah. and everything resets. You take your your powers, you discard them. Um, yeah, the the powers that you played. Yep. You discard them into your discard pile, and the damage is interesting too. So at this point, if you didn't kill off the city or the village they regain yeah they heal themselves they rebuild so if you dealt one damage to a town that has two health yeah it becomes two health again again. it is cool that it lasts the turn yeah because if because everyone there's no turns with players everyone just kind of plays their turn yeah so if i'm like okay i can do two damage this i'll flip it to its side and be like i can do two damage there's one left and someone be like oh i can kill that one yep it's, I like this aspect of everyone kind of being like, oh, I can do this, I can do this. And the first, like, I don't know, three, four turns that you are playing, you probably don't need these little, like, symbols that tell people, like, where you're doing your things. You just kind of talk about it and you just do it. Because we kind of start out, you know, somewhat spread out from each well, other. The reason is, is there's these island pieces that make the board. And we each inhabit only one yeah. start. So we're like, we're not next to each other right away. But then, like, on turns four, five, and whatever, like, in the future. It starts getting messy. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> I can now defend 10 from that one. Like, I'll defend this one if you guys can take care of that one. And you, like, throw your little symbol on there just to, like, help remind your teammates. This is okay. I got this. <laughs> yeah. I got this. Don't I'm doing worry. something here. We haven't talked about the map yet at all, other than saying that there is one. But yeah, so there's a map. There's a map. Um, there's things <laughs> on it, and uh, you do things from it. Yeah, it's awesome. The map is two-sided also, uh, just like everything else pretty much in this board. There uh, is the basic side, which is... By basic, you just mean artwork is basic. It's not easier or harder, I don't think. So, it is random. Yes. Which it because how the how a game works and how these cards and how you know where they ravage and build is the land is split up between different like I would say biomes, forest, mountain, I guess it's a grassland or desert and swamp, yep. and that the cards that you flip from the the invader deck, these colonizers match the where they're going types of lands, yeah, and they're color coordinated. And it has little symbols on it, and it tells you. Yep. But it also tells you, like, where, like, so your player board might say, like, you know, put your spirits at certain places. Yeah, it tells you. It tells you where on your board you put those. What do the numbers mean again? That's just, like, uh, so if you look at the back of your board, it'll say, like, the highest. Oh, yeah. Whatever. That's just how you figure out where to put it. Just how you figure out where you put it. It only matters to that. Yeah, and some of them start with cities or settlements. Some start with, you know, the the local Duhans. Some start with blight. Yeah. Some land has already been destroyed. Which makes sense. I mean, this land isn't like this amazing land or anything. That's just like just this island out here. And then I actually like this side. But when you flip it over. Just is more art focused. And then you actually pointed out it kind of. 
So yeah, if you, oh, it does. Trust me. Oh yeah, I don't have the right. I don't have the right one so next here. to each other. Yeah, they the mountain ranges are by mountain ranges, and you know the fields are by the fields. It makes a coherent map yeah. of like an actual terrain. And it makes sense to like an island. Like the mountains for an island will most likely be towards the center of the island. Yeah. Like island mountains don't usually start on the coast. <laughs> it it makes it way more thematic. Yeah. And it gives it a lot of flavor. Is it necessary? No. I have not played with it, and it's only because it's hard for me. Because especially with green, they're very busy. It's very busy. It's hard. You'd have to really determine beforehand. Okay, what is what? I don't know. I kind of like it, even though I'm very colorblind. I kind of like the other one, the back side of it more. Like I like the art style. We could try it. I I love that. It, okay, so I don't want to put it down because I love that it's there. They didn't have to do that. Oh, yeah. It's way better than Unmatched's backside, like flip side, which is just like instead of the color of the circle, it just says highlighted in the circle, which is like super hard to see for literally everyone. Like this one is way better than that. <laughs> this is just like someone took this time to design an island and matched it up. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I think they're cool. But yeah, like you said, it doesn't matter. Just use whatever side you want to use. But yeah, it tells you like what to place in the starting of the game. Yep. It your board tells you where you start and stuff like that the a b c and d and like or, which are like the coast areas only matter based on how many people you're playing with right like you play yeah. with a and b if you play a two-player game you don't have to oh you don't have to okay so i would recommend doing that maybe for like your first game that but is. i randomize it okay because no matter which way you do that side it'll make the island yeah that's true but yeah you, you pick the four pieces depending on how many players you play with and one of the expansions which is the most notable one. Comes with, comes two, with two more. Two more. You can play right? with six people. Does it come with two or does it come with six? Like are they It comes with two more two more of them. Okay. Island. I didn't know if it had new randomized islands. No. I think it's really cool because like twenty seventeen they didn't do hexagon tiles like a lot of games were doing back no. then. Like these these lands are random shaped. They're on a map they of fit together. You don't think weird puzzle shaped looking thing that you're like, well, how is this going to ever click together nicely? And it does. I like that they're, it's different. It's not that typical hexagons or squares they, or anything like that. They, I give them props for making a game that is similar in concept to mechanic like pandemic where it's a lot of, uh, it's co-op, but it's a lot of... What's the word for it when you're against the odds? Like, Pandemic has a lot of this like massive, overwhelming uh, presence just yeah. trying to survive. I feel like that's what this one does, too. I, don't, I can't recall what the word is for it, but either way. Albeit all that, they have mechanics, they have a game board, they have art... They have a style of gameplay that's different than any other game I've played. I give them props considering their other games are not great, apparently. <laughs> well, they had like two other games. However, they have literally the cheapest board game I've ever seen in my life on their web. So greater than games who publishes and made, you know, this. They have a game on their site currently for $3.75. It literally has a board. It has like nice looking pieces like that's a cheesy gordita crunch right there 
for a three. It's on sale technically. It was fifteen, oh, but like okay. three seventy five. <laughs> like, I'm tempted to buy it. Like, how much is shipping? I'm I'm definitely paying more in shipping. <laughs> Shipping's ten bucks. <laughs> You're like it's on a sale. But yeah, they don't have a lot of games. I mean, they have they have quite they have some, I guess. Like Kill Doctor Lucky, I guess is kind of popular. I've heard of that. I've seen that one around. But like, they don't have a ton of games. How different though is this game from all those? I mean, this game is other than being co-op, it's different than most games I've ever seen. Like, yeah. it takes stuff that we know, like that co-op feel. Yeah. You know, the resource growth the area control that kind of stuff and has done it in a way that feels different unique refreshing yeah and i think it's really cool and, and we kind of rag on like expansions i think throughout a lot of games like we don't really need them or like they seem like they're extra or while well, they're fixing a problem of your game so like that's kind of your fault kind of thing but like the expansion i feel like they're doing expansions we haven't played them but i feel like the looking at them they're doing them well they just add new spirits yeah which that's gonna part the part of the game if you if you play this game a bunch i mean there's only those eight spirits eventually you're gonna kind of know everything about you know them and maybe it's not super fun to play the lightning swift strike spirit anymore because it's like kind of simple yeah and you just buy a, a 20 dollars expansion that comes with four more spirits like it literally doesn't do like that's there's a the, the the only one i recommend is that 50 dollars one uh rugged earth i can't remember what it's called i think that might be it but there's 10 spirits 10 spirits for 50 bucks it's playable up to six people yeah. and you get more powers yeah that yeah that seems like a pretty good that's amazing makes it a whole pretty good bang game. for your buck for that one but yeah i mean i feel like it's nice that they're not trying to change things in their expansions they're just like oh here's here's more. 10 more spirits like hopefully they that that'd be the one part that i would struggle with is are the new 10 just a lot better than these eight like no because then that makes these eight like really hard to play like you would never want to play these guys because they're so much worse than the new 10 and you, you've seen that like in games like I, I think of like unmatched like the buffy set that got released is pretty bad but it like got made it was like the second set they ever made but then it got released like super late for i don't know if it was licensing or what the issue was sure and there was like you know two or three other sets that came out before buffy came out but then buffy never got fixed buffy never got buffed to like make her cards better and like so that whole set is like the bottom of the tiers like because like they just never got updated so like i could see that being a slightly of an issue like if these other spirits like are just so much better i don't know if that's the case but i, I hope it's not because that's that makes it hard it's like oh at home i have you know the 10 spirits that are better than these eight spirits like i don't want to play with this thunder speaker <laughs> it's hard to say i think it's all play style yeah. and then you'd have to also have played this game eight times to play with one of every character yeah and by the eighth game maybe you can go back and play one yeah i think you can them. definitely play the spirits more than once each it's, but after this game's been out i mean it's been six years at this point right yeah god so like <laughs> even if i've only played this game twice a year i've now played all of the spirits multiple sure. times but then you add 10 more yeah. and like i and there are 
two mini expansions of two heroes or spirits and then there's an ex the kickstarter now yeah i think is eight more okay so there's there's a lot of spirits out there but i like that they powers yeah and, i like that that's what they're doing and they're not changing and i think they have scenarios yes i think some of them came with scenarios you were saying which is cool because like if you are playing it's different game for us like we haven't played this game a bunch compared to the other games that we've played but we've played it a decent amount but we haven't really we haven't dove into the scenarios yet or like the different levels of complexity and stuff like we're just playing it kind of as the base still but it's cool i mean it comes with a pretty decent number of scenarios like what four or five in the base game it looks like yeah six levels of difficulty six levels of difficulty like I, but it's nice that they just add some little stuff here and there so before we start going into like final thoughts I want to say that I, I do like this game. I actually like this game a lot, but it has one glaring problem. For me, I know one of your problems. It's co-op. I was going to say it's co-op, and it has a <laughs> co-op problem, and that is... I know your problem, but my problem is the game just ends. Yeah. It's the same problem a lot of co-op games have, that they're... It's not like a game we're going to talk about uh, next week where it's got a clear defined finish yep you know why it's finishing exactly even though that game is not co-op but the point is in this game is when you let's say you get your tear level to three and you kill all the cities you just win yeah there's still towns there's still people i get that there's like that's the goal and maybe and like maybe even just having is, like a turn like i, I don't at round 10 the game ends that's like horrified like you play a certain number of rounds and eventually the game is going to come to an end but in horrified you have goals the yeah. goals are to you you eliminate each monster yep so like that's the goal yeah it puts that timeline on it to help you know push you towards that goal maybe i'm not sure and, and this one though it's just like you could be blighted you could be outrun and you could just be like oh there's no more cities left i it. win we win yeah and it's like I get there's still that feeling of like oh we did it but it's it's kind of like a hollow feeling yeah because you, you're like you defeated one of the three things the island is very much still overran like, <laughs> this island's destroyed yeah everyone's dead yep and we just happened to barely win did we win yeah exactly that's we, su survived, we survived kind of i don't know yeah that's I'm that's basically the same issue that I have. It's like co-op games, most co-op games, I feel like feel like Marvel movies. And I don't think I've ever said this out loud to you, so this is new for you too. Like Marvel movies struggle with like the villain is so powerful, they beat you up, you can't possibly like destroy him, and then like you almost die, and then now you are so strong, and now you defeat the villain. And then the villain's almost dead, and he's strong again. Like, it was like, like every that. Every anime ever. Yeah. Like, in this game, and in, like, Pandemic, and, you know, Dead of Winter, Mage Knight, all these other games that are co-op-based, like, you are losing bad. Like, like you said, there's people on every spot on the island. The island's, like, over half-blighted. But then, like next turn like you just happen to draw something that makes you win the game like you don't you didn't feel like you won and like it comes out of no like it comes out of left field like oh it's turn 10 so i win like why <laughs> like that's dumb 
or like you flip the fear card that says oh destroy everything on the coast and like oh that just made us win like I, and that's co-op I think that's a lot of co-op games have that like and it's what you were talking about earlier the whole like fear of like everything being overrun and like the that virus is sure. yeah that virus is spreading and then like all of a sudden just you win yeah. it's like, seems boring <laughs> and that that I don't care about like playing a game like co-op with other people like I don't like that part doesn't bother me it's that that concept of being like well there's no way we can win and then like oh we win like that's the part like, a lot of co-op games I feel like have that it it happens almost in all of them yeah even Marvel Champions has yep. a sense of that where you just beat I mean like at least in that game I can say like the villain's health is zero he's beaten up like we did beat the villain exactly but in in general like it doesn't matter how many side schemes are going yeah in marvel champions if you just get his health to zero oh like we won yeah the villain is gone but like oh the bank is still being robbed <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still like hostages and yeah but I, I, you would think that it would be like okay once you get to this maybe now it stops all these phases and you have like two turns or something to yeah. push them all away. I don't know. I'm not sure what you could do without making it complicated or boring. Yeah, that, yeah. And no one wants those last two turns. Like, oh, the only thing I have to do is push the guy towards the water or I already, whatever. I already won. Yeah. I mean, that's like going back to like Mario Odyssey. Like, you beat Bowser, so you think you game. beat the game, but it's there true. was like two more worlds that you never even looked at. You don't need to. Bowser. <laughs> like this. But Bowser came back just like every Marvel movie. <laughs> uh, I know one of your problems that you've talked to me before, and I wasn't sure you were going to mention, but I'm going to bring it up, is like a lot of co-op games, you feel like you don't have the freedom to do what you want. Yeah. You have to do a specific thing every time. Yeah, I feel like co-op games do struggle with that. And sometimes I'm fine with it. I mean, sometimes it's kind of like, uh, it's not that. When a co-op game can be played with one person and have the same feel, I'm just like, this game wasn't that good, in my opinion. Like, mm. if... And I think of, like, Zombie Side, like, is one of the ones I think of pretty easily. Like, in Zombie Side, you know, like, everyone has to do the thing that they're doing. Yeah. Or Dead of Winter, or, like, you're gonna lose. Like, you have to get two food. Yep. I can do that by myself with your deck of cards. Like, I don't need you at the table to do that. Yeah. And that's the issue that I have with that, usually, is, like, I could be doing this by myself and have, and do the exact same layout and still have the same outcomes. Yeah. Like games that have like that decision making and like, yeah, you have like your power cards you can play and stuff, but like, we're probably gonna play the same power cards. Like, I get it. Cause you're like, all right, you have to beat this. Listen, yeah. You have to. Yep. And then I feel like that also, like I've talked about it in past games, like when someone isn't as comfortable with board games and they're playing with you. Technically playing their turn. Yeah, you just like, oh, you have to go here and do this thing. I'm like, okay, I can do that with these two cards. Like they, yeah, they pick their two cards or whatever, but like, are they having fun? Like, I'm not having fun telling them what they have to do, but like, and I feel like that's generally the issue I have with that. It's like, well, I think like, and some of the games that maybe they're just not, like we've talked about wingspan a few times already this game but 
you don't play against each other. Like you, you are playing against each other, but you're not playing as far with, as points. Yeah, you're not playing with each other. You're not playing really against each other. You're you don't, like, you don't affect each other. Yeah, like you maybe some things happen if you do something, but like it doesn't matter. Like if you brand new and you want to play that bird down in the water, like you're gonna lose, but like cool, do oh, that. Course. Yeah, if you want to. And like that part is like what makes a lot of board games like fun. For me, at least, like, I don't like when you have to do, like, the tutorial mode. It tells you draw this power card on turn three, play that power card. Yeah, don't do that. I feel like co-op games kind of feel like that. There might not be a written tutorial. I get it. But you have to do those things, and I was like, I could just watch a movie and do this. Like, and I play the game so I can play it, not relive the movie. Going back to Marvel Champions. I think the reason that game has gotten so much higher on my list and why I keep investing in it is I think it fixes a lot of those problems. Yeah, it does it really well. And I've taught now several new players. And the best way I do it is I just let them do whatever they want. Yeah. I say, here's your deck. Uh, I, I, I mean, I have like, oh my gosh, I have so many now. I probably have close to like 30 heroes. And... I, I ask them, I say, what do you want to play? Yeah. Who do you, who, who do you, who wanna, do you like? Who do you, who do you know? And they go, oh, I want to be Doctor Strange. Yep. Oh, I want to be Iron Man. So, okay, now what Sweet. villains do you know? Like, which one do you want to fight these guys? Do you even know who this is? Like, that's cool too. Cause, like, oh, I don't know who Hood is. I don't want to fight against the Hood. Like, <laughs> so I usually pick like the easy bosses when I tell, when I, when I play with yeah. them. And I say, this is just, you just hit them. Yep. And <laughs> I let them do whatever they want on their turns. I, I, I tell them all the basics. But what I like about Marvel Champions is it's just like, uh, go, do what you want. Yep. That's what you do. And I'll basically just be like, oh, and I'll, you know, I, I yeah. like that because there's so much freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Th that does it better than, I mean, in my opinion, what this game or, you know, we played Mage Knight quite a bit recently, too. And I just feel like it's the same thing. It's the same feeling. Like, you have to do those things. If you don't, like, you're not going to win. Like, I... There's not a tutorial, but it really does feel like there's a tutorial. Mason has a weird thing where we're kind of competing against each other to be the strongest, but we still are working together to beat it. Yeah. So and we like, still need each other to beat it. Like there's no one, no one person is going to be able to beat, you know, the four monsters in the city or whatever. But like, but we're still like, why don't you go fight that so you can get your level? Yeah. But even though we're all rushing to get, I don't know. Yeah. It, Mage Knight is a, it's very weird and I get that we're not playing the way you're supposed to because you're supposed to play against each other I feel like I don't there's not really any way you can, other than like who has the highest level but like you're supposed to be able to take over each other's like strongholds and stuff yeah and you can but like but then you're never gonna help them fight the city yeah I mean I, the strongholds don't I mean once you move away from them, they don't really do anything for you in that one. So, like, if I'm by it, like, I maybe I take it over so I can get the extra card or whatever. But people generally don't like the base game from Age Knight. A lot of people love the expansions. Oh. So I'm wondering if they fix stuff. Yeah, maybe. Oh, well, we'll get to that one later when we play it. But, yeah, I struggle with co-op games that have this kind of feel. I mean, I know it's rated super high. It's rated way higher than I would ever rate this game. And it's like... I just it doesn't matter who I am like it just feels like we have to do the same things every time we play it and that's a co-op thing it's not a spirit island thing it's also weird that I worked at a place called spirit island for so many years so that's weird. what 
Yeah, I worked at Spirit Island of the Great Wolf Lodge for like. That was called. Yeah, in the water park, a little snack bar. Never knew it. Yep, I was the manager of Spirit Island, and Bear Claw Cafe. They know that this is copyright. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a co-op thing. I've I've struggled with a lot of co-op games because of that same type of feeling. So let's, let's move into final thoughts. We've already kind of went over everything we think about it. What would you give this as a rating? And would you recommend it? I feel like... I feel like I know what you're going to pick. Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm, okay, like, I'm okay playing this game. Like, I think it's good enough. But the last few times we played this, the last few times we played Mage Knight, last few times we played a few of the other ones, I'm just like... I would have rather have played other games the whole time. Like, I'm happy that we're here playing games, but it's like... It's a long game. It's at least an hour. It's an hour to two hours. Yeah. I was like, I would, I would have rather have played, you know, Skate Summer again or something. It's a long like, game. Like, there's... <laughs> and when I feel that way about a game, it makes it really hard. Like, I feel like I would say... I think I might just say hard pass. Really? Like, I just... The bottom. I, like I struggle with it being like play at a local game store because like I feel like you're not going to walk into a game store and play this game because like it's a little too complex for that I just when we play it I feel like we could be playing other games that are more fun and I think most of it is co-op is that's the issue I I would think so like it does it well the pieces are great the art is awesome like I'm surprised this wasn't on your do not or your high overrated game kind of list. Well, we, we didn't play it as much. We hadn't played it a lot by that point. I yeah, looking at Board Game Geek and how high it's been, it's I don't know why it's rated that high. There's so many better games out there that are just as complex, if not more or less, and that are more fun, cheaper, like a ninety dollar game, like it's expensive. It's an expensive game, and I don't know. I just it's a, it's a hard one for me. Like it's it's good enough, but at ninety dollars, it I think it should be better. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So you own this game. You've had it now for roughly six years. <laughs> That's true. Played it for all of one. Uh, yeah, played it for about you know eight months maybe. What what do you think? Well, this was not on your regrets. But no, no, no. I. So I'm gonna start off with I think this is a on the shelf. This is the wow. first, this is the first one I think that we are Must actually own. We're actually completely opposites. Yeah, I mean generally we're pretty close. We're pretty close usually. But I'm actually on the opposite side of the spectrum from you when it comes to cooperative games. I really like cooperative games. I think mostly because as I get older, I get less and less drive to be competitive. I don't even need to be competitive. Like, I, Cascadia is one of my favorites. We're not playing against each other. Sure. I, um, <laughs> what I'm saying is there's still that, that fight. And, and we can't even compare this to Cascadia. Yeah, Cascadia is like a leaving on the table. <laughs> but Well, yours is just one less than that. Yeah, I know. On the shelf is must own. Exactly. Cascadia is best. <laughs> well, that game's great. Yeah. But when it comes to this, 
this does everything that I'd want in a cooperative game opposite of the ending. Sure. I hate how it ends, but I think the gameplay, the the risk, reward, how there's so much variety. I think this is a very, very fun game. I think it's deserving of its rating. I don't know about having it be number 10 of all board games. That seems yeah. really high because I would rate, again, other games higher. Yeah. But again, they love complexity games. and they, Yeah. And who knows? Maybe the scenarios and the difficulties make this game crazy. Point is, is this the best cooperative game? No. I think Marvel Champions does everything better. Yeah. I love that game. That game, in my opinion, is a leave it on the table. I don't know if we're ever going to review it. Probably not. It's kind of hard to review an LCG. Yeah. But Spirit Island, I think, is a very good game. It, I yeah. Think, I think for for its uniqueness, its design, its quality, you get what you pay for, and it's worth it. That being said, maybe get it on a sale. Dollars <laughs> is steep. Yeah, I don't know if it. I mean, Sixty bucks, flawless. Yeah. 90, 90 is kind of hard to justify. 90 is quite a bit. Because when I think of that, I start getting in the realm of like uh, Nemesis, where yeah. all the pieces are 3D cast resin. <laughs> and you're like, wow, that's literally a miniature. Yeah. Warhammer would have cost me twice as much for two of them. <laughs> but I, I think this is a must own. If your friend owns it, obviously you don't need to buy it. But I think that if no one has it, get it. Yeah. I think it's worth it. I think you'll have a great time. Yeah, if you if you're into co-op games and your friend owns it, buy one of the expansions. Like obviously you can't play without them, but that's what our buddy's doing. Yeah. Our buddy was like, Hey, you're gonna buy this? And I said, Probably not. He said, I think I'm gonna buy it just for the spirits. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, for ninety bucks, I could spend ninety dollars and have more fun in other games. <laughs> in my opinion oh but i think it's the co-op thing and maybe I, and I, I do think it's the co-op thing i'm reading through the scenarios and i feel like it's gonna hit my issue with co-op games even harder <laughs> so like, at first i was like oh maybe the scenarios are gonna help because you kind of said like the scenarios i'm like oh it's fair i haven't really looked at them too much and i was reading through them like no this just tells you what you have to do even quicker like <laughs> Push all the Duhan to the land of the ritual sites, blah, blah, blah. It's like... Sure, sure. I'm, at this, I'm reading a book at this point. Like, and that's, that's fair. So, that's Spirit Island. Uh, do with it as you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's our, one, first, it's our first opposite. Yeah, one, it definitely the, one of the, the biggest change from us, from the two of us, for sure. It just goes to show that, you know, there's a lot of games out there for everyone. And I think it's my first hard pass. I think it's my first hard pass. I mean, technically, we didn't do the hard pass with, like, Ticket to Ride, but... Did we, did we review Blood Rage? Uh, no, not, no. Perfect. Let's leave that off. It's my hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was in your regrets. Yeah. Still is. <laughs> I really play Blood Rage in this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can find our page on Instagram at Instagram.com slash where is the rulebook. Or email us at whereistherulebook at gmail.com. And don't forget to like or subscribe on however you're listening to us today. Give us any sort of ranking, any words in there, help us. And for our question this week, what are you afraid of? <laughs> or tell us what you had for lunch or dinner. I don't care. Joe doesn't care. We're going to look at them. We're going to laugh. 
But if you put something in there, it helps us in the rankings so other people find us. Uh, and like I mentioned a little bit ago, uh, this episode and all of season two will be sponsored by Lantern Games, a local game store in Traverse City, Michigan. They do have an amazing website. They do ship uh, for lantern.games is their website, which is super cool. It's not a .com. I think it's really cool. It's a .games. Also from their website or if you go into the store, if you use the discount code RULEBOOK, you will receive 10% off, and that includes online purchases or, like I said, in-store purchases. So you can check out their website. You can uh, get a game sent to you or some magic cards or whatever else you might be looking for, and you get to save 10% by using the discount code RULEBOOK. Uh, but I think all of these games that we've talked about, all the games that we're going to talk about are owned by either Joe or myself or, in many cases, both of us. Uh, so they're not sponsored game reviews or anything. And last but not least, huge shout out to John Ransom for making our theme song. And if you liked our theme song as much as we both do, check out Jack Pine uh, for more music with John is slapping bass for them. Um, and check out their newest album, Embers, on Spotify streaming today. Thanks for playing.